The Car Guys Report is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. On this week's episode of And Friends, we're celebrating Halloween and Spookvember with you. Getting spooky with some haunted Mexican restaurants in Indiana. Some spooky music that no one but me is going to like. And we're going to talk about some spooky stories from Florida and what stupid things they do. All that and more on And Friends. Spooky, spooky. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a spookier place radio misfits.com the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network this is the car guys report informed automotive Thanks so much for taking us along for the ride. Certainly glad to have you along. I'm Mark Vernon, along with uh, Lou Costable, and we're back with yet another episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. And Lou, a couple things I wanted to uh, touch on uh, very briefly. We're doing great in Australia. Really? The Car Guys Report, not exactly number one with a bullet, but uh, doing very good uh, in the land down under. So I just wanted to uh, definitely... um, do a shout out to our uh, listeners and our fans down in Australia. Thanks so much for helping to make the Car Guys Report a success. We certainly appreciate you taking the time to listen to our episodes. I know uh, Australia has a pretty good car culture, and uh, they have some very cool models that uh, from time to time uh, GM has imported here and changed the badging on them. But um, unfortunately, those models never seem to be very long-lived here. Uh, but some very cool stuff that you got going on down there. So thank Thanks so much for uh, tuning in and listening to us. And wherever you are, whether you're in Australia, Great Britain, Canada, the U.S., or somewhere else in the world, remember you can always uh, drop us a line, and we'd love to hear from you at carguysreport at hotmail.com. For all of our Australian a mate. Yeah, exactly. all of our friends down there. Yep. And uh, this uh, episode, too, it's uh, Halloween today so uh there you go lou i wasn't going to go into a big long thing about halloween but i did want to mention two things you were saying um, maybe we should talk about uh favorite orange cars yeah and i've uh, always been kind of on the fence with the color orange for cars sometimes i think it'd be really cool and other times i think it'd be like okay i'm done with it after about like a week or two but i don't have a favorite orange car that just pops out in my head but i figured you would so there is one let's hear car in particular <laughs> That is orange. Now, the funny thing about it is it's not called orange. But I think when people, especially from the muscle car area, remember this car. Hugger Red? <laughs> well, there's the Hugger Red. No, it was the uh, Carousel Red. Okay. Pontiac GTO Judge. Okay. And it was a great-looking orange I know car. that. I know that car, and I know that color. Yeah. yeah. They would have those beautiful Judge badges mm-hmm. up front, those mm-hmm. stickers. That, in yellow that and were, black, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. It was right in the time frame of laughing where it was, here comes the, ju- here comes the Judge. Here comes the Judge. Exactly. <laughs> and then they had a great little fin on the back of it a great little spoiler and just i you know the the gto in that year i thought was just glorious and then they put that color and stick those colored badges on it that one car you know pops when i talk about Mm -hmm. orange so Mm -hmm. um other than that the other orange car that i think of i'm going to go amc for a minute there was a big bad blue and a big bad orange and a big bad green do you remember those not offhand for which uh for like an amx AMX, or javelin yeah so the big bad orange was very cool and then the last orange one was uh uh, and you actually hit it it was a a hugger orange or or grabber orange Mm -hmm. grabber orange was the uh 
the the boss color, you know, the boss Mustangs. And I thought that was really great. Cool. So, yeah. Wow. So there's so, my there's my orange Halloween update. And a great uh, a great lineup of uh, orange cars that uh, you just mentioned too. Some really cool stuff mm-hmm. there, and uh, definitely um, you know something to look out for. I mean, when you see an orange car at a car show, it definitely stands out. So. Um, be on the lookout for those cars at uh, the next uh, Cars and Coffee you go to, and you can uh, thank Lou for enlightening us with orange cars. Can I give you one more? Halloween, sure. Okay, one more that comes to mind. Now, I don't know if these people will think that it's actually orange, but it looks orange enough for the show, and that's McLaren's. Okay. The McLaren orange, mm-hmm. that famous color that, that uh, Bruce McLaren had. So that's Cool. My, awesome. That's, that's my last one. I was just going to enlighten you with uh, my favorite costume that I ever dressed up as. I'm, okay. not, I'm not a big costume guy anymore, but back in college... Uh, a friend of mine and I were both big uh, Cheap Trick fans, the rock band Cheap Trick. <laughs> okay. And they had the album that came out that was called Dream Police. And the band was dressed up as what they considered to be the Dream Police. They were basically wearing like, kind of like white uniforms and they had the white... Uh, hats on <laughs> and uh my friend kind of looked like bunny carlos the bu- the drummer okay and i was and i'm tall so i kind of look like tom peterson the bass player so we dressed up and he got all the stuff for the for the costumes and um we went as half of the dream police and it was just so cool because it was in college uh, where i went to school they would close down like the main drag for halloween night and you would just you know the whole tons of people would come out into the street and everyone would be in costume and it was so cool that we were dressed up as half of the dream police and, and unfortunately no pictures survive of of our that, of our that attempt would have there, been but it was good. neat it yeah, was very the cool pictures would have been good and speaking of costumes one of the costumes that rolls into the car guys report was probably every third year of halloween dressing that i would do even as an adult mm-hmm. would be batman yeah spe- well, gee where boy i would have never guessed that specifically <laughs> because of the batmobile uh-huh. i mean the batmobile in my opinion was the star and uh you know the fact that he drove it was just like way too cool mm-hmm I can see that for sure with you. And it was interesting. You were just talking about uh, some of the uh, the colors, and you uh, had mentioned um, you were talking about uh, the Pontiac, the GTO. And I wanted to say that uh, our man in the field, Roger Rexrode, who was a guest while you were away for a while, he's, yeah. he's kind of our Car Guys Report roaming, uh, roaming reporter. And we had talked about this on the show, you and I, uh, many episodes ago you were taking pictures at a cars and coffee of a the shaker hood scoop on the T, uh, trans am with the 6.6 uh, 6 liter and yeah, you wonder what the right. difference was well our man in the field got back to us and he got the definitive answer for what that is and i don't know if you know it or not now, now but let's define what we're talking about we're, we're talking, talking about, about trans am yeah and there's a 6.6 ta exactly and then there's a 6.6 liter right mm-hmm. okay and the ahead. difference so just, according- to, just to get our audience on board according here. to roger rexrode the ta 6.6 denotes the pontiac 400 engine because that was a time when they started putting heavens to, to betsy oldsmobile engines in pontiacs as well so the ta 6.6 <laughs> is the pontiac 400 and the 6.6 liter spelled the european way l-i-t-r-e is the oldsmobile 403 ah that's the difference well done roger yeah so well uh, done. definitely appreciate uh, roger uh, passing that information on to us i think he just wants to get back on the show so that's why he's going to be feeding hey, us information come on like in this. talk but, about ta but that's roger awesome. roger knows his stuff so certainly 
certainly appreciate uh, uh, having that uh, information because uh, we just like to be 100% accurate when we can. And, you know, you find things like that at car shows. You're like, you're scratching your head. Like, I was at a car show uh, actually yesterday, and um, there was a Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, and I knew, I, I was... 98% 98% sure they didn't make this at, from the factory, but it had 442 and W30 on it, and it had a, a hood with, with the pins on it. It was, <laughs> was well done, but they never no made a Vista Cruiser like that. I know. It would have been very cool if, if they did, yeah. though, because that would have been very cool, but uh, unfortunately. And, and actually, at that same show, Lou, I just wanted to, to touch on this very briefly. I was kind of beaming all day, uh, and my girlfriend was kind of getting sick of me prancing around uh, being so happy, but something that uh, has never happened to me before. <laughs> before at a car show stop being happy stop Mark. being happy stop being so excited um i actually picked up two awards for my 1958 uh chevy impala well you know i like blew me away uh, yeah you, I, I know you love I, that car i, I so think that car is outstanding um but it, it just it just blew me away I, what, I, what, were, what were the two the, the awards were uh, and this is a show that had probably uh 350 cars so a lot of cars Impressive. and they had pretty decent uh categories to, or classes to not these you know I, we've complained about this before where some shows you go to and 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 a stock class will cover 1950 through 1970 and i'm like that's 20 years that's a pretty big class now my stock my class was stock 1950 through 62 and they only award uh first and second place for each category so it's it's you know it's pretty pretty good competition i got second place in that category for the impala congratulations thank you and then um a few minutes later when they're continuing to do the awards i got the the club it was the lions club that that actually put on the show it wasn't a best of but it, they always have a, a lion's choice somebody yeah. from the lion's club yeah. i don't know if it's the president or whoever i got lion's choice for you the see? 58 you, so, you see you see the 58 cool. the 58's got all of them right curves it on. was very cool so it just totally you totally blew me away and made my day so yeah that's that's the kind of stuff I'm, that i'm, I'm beaming now yeah, you, you are yeah. you've got that glow yeah i love it. it it's that orange glow back to the <laughs> exactly your, what color is your car because your it's car's sierra kind of, gold sierra gold which is a hard to define color it's, yeah. it's kind of a bronzy uh goldish it's it's I, a really hard color to I describe think for but. the show we just for one day we paint the top black on that car and we call it a <laughs> like a pumpkin you know we'll do the to, we'll do the door handles in green like yeah. leaves and uh okay yeah we'll uh we'll get right on that lou thanks <laughs> if you like what we're doing here on the car guys report informed automotive make sure to tell a friend about our podcast it's available online at radiomisfits.com you can follow us at at Car Guys Podcast on Twitter. And of course, you can email us at CarGuysReport at Hotmail.com. I'm Mark Vernon along with uh, Lou Costable. You are listening to the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive. This is a uh, little uh, blurb that I've been wanting to do for uh, quite some time, Lou. I always like cars that were just kind of uh, not exactly one-offs, but just cars that you, you're amazed that they were actually made just because they're so unique, especially when it uh, comes down to something being like a four-door sedan. And what I'm getting around to, and I don't know if you remember this car because it was not officially sold in the U.S., but it was sold as a variant, and I'll get to that in a minute. We're talking about the 1987 Lancia Thema 8.32. 
and you're wondering, okay, a Lancia sedan, four-door sedan, and this was the car that was jointly developed by Alfa Romeo, Lancia, and Saab back in the uh, mid-'80s, and it was basically became the Saab 9000 here in the States. And the Saab 9000 here was offered as both a four-door sedan with a trunk. They called that the CD, and I had owned one of those. And then they also had two—actually, I owned two CDs. Um, and then they also had a five-door version of that. The car we're talking about was uh, European market only, but it was a Lancia four-door. It looks a lot like the, the, the Saab 9000 CD, actually. But the cool thing about this, and they call uh, this was uh, something from Road and Track that uh, appeared online a, a while ago. They're calling it the extremely cool, extremely 80s sleeper because this Lancia Thema had a 32-valve Ferrari V8 in it which is where the 32 the 8.32 comes from eight cylinders 32 valves there you go and it's it's crazy too because it's front wheel drive really (laughs) which is insane because that's a lot of i mean this this wasn't a real high powered engine of course it was detuned and this is in the late 80s when they weren't you know cranking out the power like they're they're doing now but front wheel drive was basically the uh, engine that was very similar to what was in the ferrari 308 at the time and uh made a 215 horsepower which is not a lot by today's standards but 215 horsepower natural aspirated v8 the car sounds amazing because there was actually one that uh recently sold on bring a trailer was a a japanese uh model that was imported here into the states and it was by far not perfect um it needed basically a lot of like interior work and stuff the body didn't look too bad but it ran and there was a a short video clip of it It had about sixty-eight thousand miles on it and it had a five-speed manual which is nice and you just hear that you just hear that v8 sound in, in a car like that and you're just blown away and the, th- the other thing that surprised me too is this uh, uh launcher that went out, it was a 1990 that sold uh on bring a trailer went for 10 grand which is not bad i mean you've got to be dedicated you could easily dump another 10 grand into that uh to get it up to snuff but it's just a car that you just don't ever see hardly at all people basically forgot about it of course they didn't make that many the, the cool thing was the engine i'm not sure why this was but the engine was actually built by ducati which is an Italian uh, motorcycle manufacturer. And I always considered Ducati, and I still do consider Ducati as being like the Ferrari of motorcycles oh, yeah. because they make amazing, amazing bikes. And yeah. obviously they're, they're used to making... Well, it's kind of like similar to the um, when the Corvette ZR1 first came out back in the 90s. Um, I believe those, those first engines were made by Mercury Marine. I believe they were built by Mercury. Mm-hmm. I thought they were Mercury Marine. And then uh, remember the Taurus SHOs? Oh, sure. And those were um, the V8 that came out. They had a V8, um, I believe it was a V8, but one of, those en- one of the series of the, of, of the Shogun uh, Tauruses, uh, the engines were built by Yamaha. Hmm. And again, it's another motorcycle manufacturer. So uh, you get these kind of weird mashups every now and then. And it's just cool that that uh, things like that happen. But the other neat thing about this Lancia Thema 8.32 was that it was the first production vehicle to have an active rear spoiler, which we kind of take for granted now. You see them on Porsches all the time yeah. and, and all kinds of exotic cars. But the Hero was just a kind of a plain Jane boxy four-door sedan, had a Ferrari V8 engine under the hood, and had an active rear spoiler. So... So the same engine that was in Magnum's car, Magnum More or less, yeah, was in this car. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just cool. It's just a neat uh, neat thing. I've always thought that that would be a fun car to to bring to like a Cars and Coffee, and you pop the hood, and you see the transversely mounted V8 under the hood, and you're like, what the? Yeah. (laughs) 
I always enjoy two cars. I enjoy the ones that make you say, wow, yeah. right off the bat. Or I enjoy the ones that you say, w- w- what? Yeah, you're scratching your head what? like, uh... I thought I knew something exactly. about that. And what, what, what is this? Because they're... And I don't... I, as long as I'm seeing cars, it seems like I always find... What, what that car? Well, that's good. I yeah. mean, that's 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 where one did thing you that, even come up with this launch? That you just I, I've found. known about them for years, uh, years and years okay. because of the association with you know the car being jointly developed with Saab, and yeah. I knew that car existed. And I'll see them on Hemmings from time to time, <laughs> but I was surprised but impressed that they just did a little feature on it, yeah, you know, online on Road and Tracks. So I'm like, hey, you know, it'd be a great co- you know something to talk about because Definitely. it's a car that I mean, it was built in '87, so the car is 32 years old already. It's a car that just basically 99% of the people out there just forgot about, you yeah. know, and I don't know how many they made, but I know that the production could have been that high either. So, yeah. and we'll continue the car guys report in a moment, but first we need to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Howard Sudbury and I'm Steve Baskerville on the next back to you. I have no idea how to describe what just happened. I have stuff and it turned out to be a whole show with stuff in it. We talked about gambling. We talked about movies. We talked about the presidents. And you wait till people hear how impressive it was that Steve knows like the presidents of the United States in order without Googling it. Yeah, I went to school. Well, yes, but that still has memory involved in it. So please catch the next Back to You. Full of stuff. It's stuff, good stuff. Howard and Steve. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an Opie show, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Big news. There's another fine Opie show coming to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Details are coming soon to opishows.com. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jenkins and tattoos. Jesus' shoes. Make it rain. I share my brush with Paul McCartney. And our celebrity guest, yes drummer, Alan White, rock and roll hall of famer. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. <laughs> the Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. This next topic was something that you were talking about a while back recently, uh, Bugatti. And that yeah. Bugatti that we're talking yeah. about, I believe, was black and orange. It was black, and I it might it have had some orange stripes okay. on it. Yeah. And I got to say, <laughs> too, that with our, going with our October this is the, this is the Halloween theme, the Chiron, which is the latest uh, supercar from Bugatti. And if you know anything about the... Like now, the do they call it that, or they call it like the Chiron? Chiron, Chiron, okay, yeah. Chi- right. It might be Chiron, okay. um, but... I thought I was pronouncing it right, calling it the Chiron, but it might be the Chiron. But the Veyron, right, too, that was the original mm-hmm. uh, Bugatti supercar. And um, I've never been that enthralled with the styling of the of this car. Have, but you, ever been, have you ever ridden in one? No. Okay. I know there's there's one on your channel, the, yeah, at least. And, and, and that, that I've ridden in. Yeah. So it was the only car that I've ever experienced when you got in it because it's a V16. Yeah. And then it's got, I think it's got quad turbos It does, on yeah. It. So when you're sitting in it. It's a W16, actually. W16, yeah. thank you. And then when I sat in it, um, I contacted the person up front. He was in Arizona, and he said, uh, yeah, sure, Lou, let's do this. So uh, he knew I was coming out, and we met at a Cars and Coffee, and I got in, and everybody was standing around, and we took off. And um, it was the only car that experienced that that you thought you were getting into a private jet. Oh yeah, 
I mean, because it spools. It doesn't. It doesn't have any V eight sound. It's it's like yeah, you know, and it spools, <laughs> and you're like, what the? It's really kind of cool. It is. Well, it better be for two million dollars or whatever they go yeah, for. So, so you can check that out on my car story with Lou. Say my car. Go to YouTube. My car story with Lou Bugatti ride, and you can and you'll see you, it. You can hear it and see it. But the Chiron slash Chiron that uh, hit three hundred miles an hour recently with the Bugatti, and I was going to say the cool thing about this car is they they added ten inches to the tail. They call it the, the the long tail. Okay, and I think it looks great. Yeah, it it's looks really cool. it, just that ten inches on the back has just totally transformed the way the car looks. It took away that round. And yeah, it's just really cool. Did you watch the video? No, I haven't. I know you did, so you can t- tell us a little bit about. Okay, now now let's you, let's first of all think three hundred miles an hour is, on the ground. Yeah, so that means that every mile at three hundred miles an hour, you are covering six. Excuse me. You're covering five miles in 60 seconds. Yeah. Five miles in 60 seconds. You're covering a mile in 10 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Now, the funny part when you're watching. Yeah. So the funny thing is when you're watching this, you're noticing that he's getting towards top end. Yeah. And you're noticing that it's not going as fast, which means, and let me define not going as fast. You know, it's very quick from zero to 100. I mean, it's almost like that. And then by the time he gets to like 260, 270, 280, by the time he's at like 294, there's kind of this hesitation, like 295, 296, you know, and then it's finally like 300. And you're like, okay, he's going to done. He's going to drop off. And then you're like 301. So I'm thinking how much ground... Are you covering in that? Where can say, you do that? You, right. you need such a wide open where, long. Right. Yeah. Where would you have 15 seconds at 300 miles an hour? Or, or excuse me. Yeah. 15 seconds, which means that you're just covering ground like unbelievable, but definitely. A, uh, and my son, I'll give a shout out to uh, my son, Joey. Joey brought that to me, says, Dad, I got one for you. Yeah. I'm like, OK, show me what you got. And I was just like enamored. I was like, oh, they my did it. Gosh. They did it at Volkswagen's era lesson proving ground in Germany. And it hit three oh four point seven seven miles an hour. That's crazy. Fifteen hundred and seventy eight horsepower. And they even said that uh, there's probably more top end in to it as well they weren't they weren't exactly sure they just said that you know we wanted to hit 300 what's the fastest you've ever driven in a car um 140 ish yeah yeah that's pretty good yeah and, and you're flying at that point oh, too. Yeah. you feel like it yeah, and yeah 300 just, it just blows your mind and and the thing that people don't realize is and i'm not a science major or anything but the thing that really holds the cars back at that at the speeds like that is the friction of the air. Oh yeah. And it's like, you just have no idea that when you're going that fast on the ground, how much the, just the air is holding back. Yeah. The pressure and the friction of the, of the air on the car. And that's why it's hard for these cars to get going that quickly. And And like you're saying, you know, just creeping towards the end, it's just because it's, it's given it everything it's got to get up to that speed. And you've got to have air flowing through that thing. Oh man. It's just crazy. And I think I remember one of the, um, uh, stats that came out when they when they had the, the original Veyron and that did something like 268 miles an hour I think they said at at top top end if you were to run it the car would only run for like five minutes because it's sucking so much gas <laughs> it's just which unreal. is awesome it's unreal I know we'd like to thank every Prius owner it is, for allowing us to run a, ba- a Bugatti exactly yeah. it is very cool but um, yeah it's got a quad turbo 8 liter W16 
And, you know, of course, they did it. They say that they're calling this one a purpose, purpose built vehicle just because they wanted to get up to 200 or 300 miles an hour. And the other thing that, that people don't realize is at that speed, too, your tire technology and your tires have to just be, you know, it's total custom made because at 300 miles an hour, oh, yeah, they're just, just fly the right heat. Off the car. Yeah, the heat that's being generated. Um, and, you know, at the, that speed on the car is just unbelievable. But very cool uh, thing. And I'm glad that they're, you know, I'm glad that there is still a place that someone can drive a car <laughs> that fast <laughs> on land somewhere in the world. But I mean, that back end, I mean, you would love this because to me, it just looks kind of like the Batmobile almost. It's just, oh, a yeah, it's gorgeous, really cool. gorgeous car. I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, what that would be like. You know, it's pretty cool going to Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. And those are doing, like, 187, 200, something like that. Yeah, 220. I mean, I don't know what that would feel like just to hear something go by at 300. I mean, <sighs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, it'd just be, yeah, it'd be a blur. It would literally be a blur yeah. watching that. But, yeah, very cool. And um, so next time you're uh, – and the cool thing, too, is, you know, don't forget that we're saying 300 miles an hour, not 300 kilometers an hour, because that a lot of times the 300 kph is 186 miles an hour, and that's kind of like the benchmark on a lot of cars, production cars these days. Now a lot of them are topping 200 miles an hour, but this is 300 miles an hour, which is just – it just blows your mind. So very cool. Congratulations to uh, Bugatti for hitting that speed. And um, another thing we talked about, uh, bring a trailer a little bit earlier. We always like to uh, highlight here on the Car Guys Report uh, cars that were either bought or sold or for sale recently online, whether it be Hemmings, bring a trailer, wherever uh, these cars pop up. And I always like to try to highlight interesting things. And one of our uh, loyal listeners, Paul, was the one that emailed us once and said, hey, you guys have to highlight cars that are more in the mainstream instead of just always talking about Ferraris. Well, we just talked about a Bugatti, but um, of course that one wasn't for sale. But this one kind of falls in between because it's somewhat of a specialty uh, vehicle. It's a 1992 Land Rover Defender, which they actually just reintroduced. They're going to make a new style Defender coming out uh, in a couple of years. And it doesn't look quite as rugged as the original Defender, but the Defender was kind of the the continuation of the original what people call the original Land Rover the ones that you'll see in like the 1950s movies in the safari where they're chugging along it's got the spare tire on the hood and stuff and they never they they sold a few of them here not a ton of them but this one was you know higher mileage 193,000 but I mean it's a Land Rover I mean 193,000 is not that much had a 2.5 liter turbo diesel in it it was white with cloth seats and a five-speed manual and I think this car, I think it sold for a pretty good price, $27,750. It needed some work, uh, a little bit of work, but it had a lot of work done to it. But it just looked cool, and it's a, it was a four-door Defender. You just don't see them that often, because I know for a while I thought those things were, were out of sight in price. And I thought twenty seven grand, someone um, bought it, and I think they're going to have an awesome car. I, I actually marked it as well-bought and well-sold, because I think the seller did good, but I think the buyer did okay, too. And... Um, you know, there's to me, there's there's only three uh, more or less three four wheel drive uh, SUVs or whatever that you want to have. If the world ever comes to an end and you're driving through the middle of nowhere, you either want a Land Rover, you want a Toyota Land Cruiser or you want uh, like a Jeep um, Rubicon. Because those are the ones that, and obviously something like a G-Wagon from Mercedes, too, but um, those are the, the more capable ones. And I'm sure our friends in Australia are probably thinking, well, wait, don't forget about the, 
the Holden that uh, they're still making. So maybe we'll hear about that as well. But um, definitely always uh, something cool on Bring a Trailer. And as a listener, too, if you have never uh, tuned in or tuned in, uh, went to the website, bringatrailer.com, they usually have anywhere between 150 and 200 active auctions and some very cool stuff on there, too. So we like to talk about cool stuff here. It's the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. If you like what we're doing, uh, make sure to check out some of the other programs that are available on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like our friend Tony Lasano. He's got a, a show called Lasano and Friends. It's an OPI show. You can join Tony and his famous friends for a casual comedic conversation about anything. It's an OPI show, and it's available only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. That would be RadioMisfits.com. You're listening to the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon, along with uh, Lou Costable, and um, we had touched on this uh, topic, Lou, uh, a little while back, and I think we're going to have uh, this segment, and I think I'm, I'm planning on one final segment, too, just naming or talking about some uh, early automotive designers and their contributions. Not, of, not all of them are uh, household names, but uh, I think when you start realizing the impact they had on the early automotive industry then you can realize why they made this list and this was a list that appeared in uh, hemming's classic car recently raymond dietrich uh he lived from 1894 through 1980 so he had a nice long life he was trained as an engraver and he worked at brewster and company then he joined thomas hibbard to form lebaron uh, Carossiers, which is a, uh, that's a fancy word for, I think they were bodybuilders because LeBaron made custom bodies for cars. Yeah, they worked as automotive architects and contractors, and they bodied Lincolns, Locomobiles, Minervas, and Packards. Some uh, heavy hit names there. And he uh, successfully uh, formed his own firm, and he started doing semi-custom production bodies with Murray, which was a, a company that, that made body uh, parts uh, for many, many uh, automotive manufacturers, including uh, work with uh, Checker and Preston Tucker. So Raymond Dietrich was one of the guys we wanted to talk about. Another guy, too, this uh, guy definitely is uh, not a household uh, name, at least as far as the automotive world is concerned. I don't think he's related to the Hershey chocolate uh, fortune, but it's Franklin Hershey, 1907 to 1997. He had a nice long life as well. He started working at the Murphy Coachworks, where he uh, styled the Peerless V16 prototype at age 22. I mean, how cool would that be, Lou, to be 22 years old and you're sitting there designing a car for a major car company and it's just not, you know, like some compact sedan. It's a V16. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, those were the days. I mean, I don't think that exactly happens anymore, but he was the design chief at Hudson before moving to a GM where he suggested the 1935 Pontiac Silver Streak. And he also spent time at Opel and Holden. So Opel is uh, uh, GM's division in Germany. And Holden, of course, like we mentioned pr earlier in the program, is the uh, GM uh, division down in Australia. And Franklin Hershey also uh, spent some time at Packard. He went to Ford. And he also had a hand in the uh, 1955 Thunderbird. So that guy had a, a pretty the neat... 55 Thunderbird. Yeah. 
Wow. That's what it says, as well as the 1955 Thunderbird. And he also worked on designing the 53 through 57 Fords in general. So definitely not a household name, Franklin Hershey, but a guy that had a great career. Another uh, person, uh, early automotive designer we wanted to uh, touch on was Edward McCauley, another one that you might not uh, necessarily know top of mind. 1896 through 1973 was when uh, he lived. He was the son of Packard President James Alvin McCauley, and he was in charge of Packard's custom body shop and he worked with firms like Ray Dietrich who we just talked about and Count Deshaknovsky (laughs) that's a mouthful and I was going to talk about that dude in a minute but his uh, I should have spelled out his name phonetically so I wouldn't sound like such a dork when I say it Uh, Edward McCauley oversaw the post-war clipper the the post-war Packard clipper as well as a popular late uh, show cars like the Panther Pan American Caribbean which is just an awesome Packard and a Monte Carlo before he retired in 1955 and Lou you're nodding your head because I know that you just touched uh, touched on some Packards recently were you going to say something about that or yeah, there there was a um, viewer of the channel, fan of the channel, uh, the My Car Story with Lou on YouTube, and every now and then someone will send me, you know, an email saying, I've got some cars I think you'll like. So I usually respond, send me some pictures, we'll get a chance to touch base, and he had uh, a couple of cars in his collection. Well, when I got to his collection, he had a 38 Packard uh, bodied by Barker, so the front end looked like a Packard. It was a limousine, so you'd have the open top over the area that the driver would be, mm-hmm. and then it was a closed cabin in the back. Yeah, the looked... chauffeur's always got the short end of the stick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it was a... Now, this is kind of interesting you say that, because usually the chauffeur did get the short end of the stick, but this was a guy named Hiram Walker, or um, I may be saying is, is saying it wrong, I think it was Johnny Walker Reddy. He, he was one of his uh, Canadian baron of... Um, Liquor. Liquor, whiskey. right, right, right. And uh, um, um, I'm getting his name wrong, but the point is his car over the back end of the, uh, right in front of where the driver would sit, there was this kind of hidden panel you would open up and the there would be these two swinging posts that would come out, which would lock onto the windshield. And then you'd kind of roll top out the hard top okay. for the driver, which was rare because That's usually cool. the driver wasn't open. getting, yeah, he's open. To yeah. The elements. He, he, you know, whatever <laughs> the elements are, you're in it. So the people in the back would be sitting in this cabin and that kind of looked Rolls Royce, it Rolls Royce ish. And, um, the neat thing was when you opened up the trunk, there was also a safe in the back of it. That's that cool. Apparently used to keep about a hundred thousand wow. dollars in cash, riding around and, wow. and, and the story goes and that's also like two million dollars today exactly <laughs> and then also an open spot for a potential tommy gun in case you needed that, that so is, you'll that is too cool that'll be coming up on the channel so you can take a look at that see and, but but that's not the packard story so okay. so yeah. when i went to <laughs> that's of the, course the, it's not the, the packard the story as, packard as usual story. lou just has to upstage everybody and say well that's not really the story i was going to tell you about this guy with the tommy gun and the safe in his car <laughs> no that that's not the, the whole canadian yeah, yeah, liquor, yeah. liquor baron thing. Yeah, that's not the story. But when I went there, the car that knocked me off my pants was this 36 Packard that was a two-door Roadster convertible with a rumble seat. And just looking at it, you just you can't stop looking at yeah. it once it's sitting there. It's art. It's it's Yeah, it's just absolutely gorgeous. So we took that for a ride. Cool. Too. 
Yeah. Cool. And that's something we can all look forward to on Lou's channel. We'll get to... Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> one other guy we wanted to back talk to about. Back to people in cars. Back to, uh, back to early automotive designers. One other person I was going to highlight uh, on this episode was the guy that we had just talked, and I just butchered his name, Count Alexis de Seknovsky. Uh, he was born into Russian uh, nobility, 1901 to 1964, and uh, he was a sought-after industrial stylist. He worked with Packard, Nash, Bantam, Auburn, Cord, Crosley, and wow. Willie's Overland. He was also technical editor for Esquire magazine because he's kind of a dashing-looking guy in this picture, so I could see that. And this is very cool. Apparently, he designed uh, custom white tractor trailers. White was a, a White was, and I don't know if they still. I think they've they've been bought by somebody else. But White was a, a tractor trailer manufacturer. Sure, he designed streamlined custom white trailer tractors that made Labatt's beer popular in Canada. Hmm. And he also designed furniture, bicycles, radios, and boats, which is just. I mean, that's just so cool. I mean, I think it's so he's, cool he's that done the gamut. Yeah, that is just cool. I mean, it's just like when you're talking about Raymond Lowe. You know, here's a guy that did the Coca Cola bottle. He did the livery on Air Force One. He did the Concord interior. He did logos for the U.S. Postal Service and Shell Oil. I mean, yeah. that is so cool. That, I mean, I, n- not to take away from any of these guys that strictly worked in the automotive section, but when they just branch out and do all this other yeah. stuff too, that is just unbelievable or brooks stevens oh, you know just gl do the excalibur and oh by the way the wiener mobile yeah might be on my <laughs> exactly list. like what how did that true renaissance men i'll yeah. say that for sure and of course lou we like to do uh lists here on the car guys report informed automotive and i came across this online recently 10 cars that people keep the longest. And I know that as cars get more expensive and more well-made, uh, uh, people are keeping their cars a long time. Most of the cars on this list are are interesting from two aspects. One, because they're, they're kind of the cars that you think you'd find on the list, kind of like family cars that people are budget conscious and they're going to just keep a car right. till well, it falls well, let's apart. have some fun with this list okay I haven't seen the you list. haven't seen the list yeah all right so is is there more american cars or more foreign cars i'm going to guess more about, foreign cars it looks like it's about 60 40 towards uh foreign cars okay so if it's 60 40 let me take my first guess my first guess is going to be anything with the name lexus in it uh, actually, you're kind of close. There's no Lexuses on the list, but there's a bunch of Toyotas. Oh, really? Yeah. So, of course, Lexus is Toyota's luxury brand. Because um, it seems like those EX300s or 400s. Or the or, LS400s. The LS400. Yeah. I mean, those things seem like they literally, I mean, they're indestructible. Oh, they are. There's, there was an article that just came out recently, too. I should try to dig it up, where some guy drove his uh, Lexus. It was, I think it was like an LS400. He drove it a million miles. Yeah. And it just like doesn't die no problem <laughs> exactly yeah, right the average length on this list is 10 years uh number one uh, at 11.4 years is the toyota land cruiser oh wow and of course that car like we just talked about with the uh land rover defender the land cruiser from toyota that's a, basically an indestructible vehicle you know uh there were two other um toyotas on the list one very similar to the land cruiser the toyota sequoia which mm. is another large suv not quite as um, I don't want to say bare bones, but I, I don't even know why they make that because it's very similar to the Land Cruiser. It might even be a little bit bigger than the Land Cruiser. It's a huge vehicle, but the Sequoia and then, of course, the Toyota Avalon, which is their Toyota's top end of their um, uh, sedan, four-door sedan, which would be basically like if you can't afford a Lexus, but you still want a big Toyota, you get the Avalon. 
Uh, there are a couple of muscle cars on the list, Lou. Oh, wait. Well, there's one more Toyota, too, and it's another, uh, it's another uh, all-wheel drive. It's a Toyota 4Runner, which is another car that they've been making for eons. And those just are – I think they're based on the um, – it might have something to do with the uh, uh, Toyota Tacoma uh, chassis or something like that. But the 4Runner has just been around forever. But there are some uh, – there are several uh, muscle cars on the list, at least two that I would consider to be muscle cars. All right. And, let me guess. Yeah. Uh, the Mustang. Ahead. Yes. And yes. the other one is the Corvette. You got it. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, Lou knows his stuff. Corvette <laughs> was actually number two on the list. And I can see that because it's a car that, for most people, is a specialty vehicle. They're not oh, using yeah. it as a daily driver. No, you, um, you live for a Corvette. Yeah, yeah. And a Mustang, pretty much the same uh, the same uh, way. I mean, you can get Mustangs that are the V6, uh, more detuned versions. And, of course, you can get everything up to you know the Shelbys and all that. But the Mustang is on the list. And then the rest of them, except for the Ford Expedition, which is the sole American uh, SUV on the list. The rest are uh, European cars. We've got the Mercedes SL series, which is wow, kind okay. of like the Corvette. You know, they're big convertible, yeah, uh, gorgeous cars, uh, super well made. And this one kind of surprised me: the Audi TT. Mm. which has always been kind of a quirky little car. I mean, it's a small coupe. Uh, basically, it's a two-seater. Um, they've, they've made very many uh, uh, variations of that car over the years. It's been in production now darn close to 20 years, I believe. doesn't get the love of the bug. It doesn't, no. And it kind of has the, that rounded look to it. doesn't get the Volkswagen it. Yeah. love bug feel. Yeah. And then the last one, and this is no surprise either, is the Porsche 911 is a car that people keep That's longest. That makes a lot of sense to me. Speaking of the Porsche 911 versus the TT, so you figure the Porsche 911 always has that German engineering, it's going to be fast, really cool, going to track well. Then you've got the Volkswagen Beetle that everybody just loves because, well, how can you not love something called a Beetle? And then you've got that TT in the it's middle that doesn't middle, get yeah. either, either, either one. I've never seriously considered a TT, um, I got a friend of mine who's been a big Audi fan for years. He's never really looked at them. I, I thought about them very mildly here and there over the years, but they've just never grabbed me enough to really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got some incredible uh, RS series uh, versions of that car out now, and they're doing some cool things with it. And it actually surprises me that they've kept it in the lineup as long as they have, and they really haven't redesigned it that much i mean they've kept that shape it doesn't i i, I it doesn't have the wow factor no it do, exactly that, and then, i think that's and it and then it doesn't have the what factor either yeah it doesn't have the what but but to your point i mean when i see one on the road i look at it yeah because you, know, you don't see them every day yeah it's like that's kind of cool yeah yeah you know it, it it i think it's a visually it kind of gets you at the moment and i think if you're driving past a car dealership and it's there you'd consider it plus they've been around long enough anyway now too that um there are you know i haven't priced them but i'm sure that they're they're very affordable on the used market especially if you get one that's you know 10 or 15 years old but um, is, Ro- yeah. is roger in the field can he get on this he, can, well, he, can he <laughs> can he give us a whole he's, he's a muscle car guy but we'll we'll get him working on the uh, on the european edge if of he things can get too. us the different levels of the tt <laughs> and then how, what they price out at break then it down by now. price and yeah and availability and we'll uh, we'll hey, see how he it goes he did a great job on that <laughs> ta 6.6 and the and the 6. that was awesome i know yeah. he just he so, sent me a text and i was like roger you're amazing this yeah. is awesome roger 
Roger, if you can get back to us on the TT, the whole breakdown and the different levels. (laughs) We will say thank you once again. If you like what we're doing here on the Car Guys Report, we would certainly like you to uh, subscribe and rate us, too, as well as listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. All you have to do is search for Radio Misfits. You can also search directly for the Car Guys Report. And uh, when you uh, subscribe to the Car Guys Report, you'll get an automatic notification every time there's new content on our podcast. And you can also take a few moments to rate us. We were talking about how well we're doing down in Australia. We certainly appreciate that. And we've got some nice uh, five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. And certainly, if you like what we're doing, uh, take a moment or two to uh, give us a nice uh, rating, and we would certainly appreciate that. And the best thing to remember about uh, the podcast on Radio Misfits uh, Podcast Network is that everything is totally free. It's listening on your terms. You can uh, rewind, fast forward, repeat, play, and whatever kind of device you're using, whether it's your phone, your tablet, your uh, desktop computer, you can stream it in your car via Bluetooth, whatever you want. That's the beauty of podcasting. It's listening on your own terms, and we like that as well. This is the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon, along with uh, Lou Costable. We were talking uh, briefly about some of the cars that Lou has done recently on his channel, and we always play a little game here as far as uh, Lou gives me uh, three of his uh cars that he's featured on my car story with lou on youtube and then i have to try to uh, guess which ones had the most views and this is something that is totally unrehearsed just like the uh, list that we had here and lou actually did very well so i'm 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 glad that uh, lou is uh, proving his worth here <laughs> as, as my sunny co-host i to be back <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so the the now obviously this is my youtube channel only so somebody else's channel could video the same exact cars and come up with completely different numbers. But not that, in the way that you do it. Well, maybe. But that said, so here's our three cars for this time. Number one is going to be the 68 Chrysler 300 two-door in green with a 440. Okay. The next one's a 69 Mustang. I'm going to lump them all together. Mach 1 with a 428 Cobra Jet. Okay. And the last one is a 65 Rare ASA 1000 GT Spider, only three made. ASA, um, that rings a bell. Can you expound on what exactly ASA was? ASA would be like a Ford. It would be like, it, okay, here's, here's, I'll give you a little bit more. It was the non-liked Ferrari. In other words, it was yeah, part that's of the what I Ferrari. thought it was something to do with Ferrari. It was part yeah. of the Ferrari brand, and, yeah. and basically Enzo said, no, I don't think so. Okay. So he, th- that's why there's only three convertibles. So we've got those, those three. So we've got, I'll, I would I'll just say review. 60, 68 Chrysler. Which is a giant land yacht. It's a lo- giant yeah, land yacht. Yeah, that thing is huge. 69 Ford Mustang and the 65 ASA. I mean, I really want to say the ASA, but I just think people don't know what that is. So it might not, might just kind of fly under the radar. So I'll go with the, uh, I'll go with the land yacht. That's number one? Yeah. What are you going with number two? Oh, so you're doing it this way now, and you're going to completely tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> um, we'll go with the the ASA and then the uh, Cobra Jet okay, Mustang. So, so here's, 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 I'm here's, probably all wrong on this here's, one. <laughs> here's the rundown. No, you did pretty good. The first one was correct with 9,662 really? okay. views. Wow. The land yacht, the, the two-door green land yacht was the winner. Number 
my number two was actually the Mustang. It was, okay. Yeah, Mustang, you know, the 428, everybody likes it, everybody knows it. So, so I was, was kind of inherently 7, right when I said that a lot of people just know what the ASA is right. and it doesn't get the love that it should. Right, and, and to your point, that was one of those what cars? Yeah. So I didn't even know anything about it, and I videoed it, of course, because I was intrigued by it and wanted to know more about but it. But very cool, though, Very right? yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I would say take a look at the rare 1965 ASA 1000 GT Spider, and that's S-P-I-D-E-R. Uh, and that only had 1,723 views. So, wow. Yeah, you did well. You got cool. number one. Great. Thanks, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> you did well on the list. So we're, Yeah, we're doing good we're, today. We're, we're doing good today, Halloween definitely. worked out well. We're going to get a treat <laughs> yeah. today. No <laughs> tricks. Exactly. There you go. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, we'll have a, a discussion with a very special guest. It's author, multimedia producer, and journalist Matt Avery. So you can uh, join us for that on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. Thanks so much for taking time to uh, listen to the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. Certainly glad to have you along here. And special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi, if you're wondering, is the word hippo spelled backwards? O-P-P-I-H shows.com. It's distributed by Ed Silha with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, and that would be Radio Misfits. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, Adam, is there an American star now taking place uh, in in England? I tell you what, Christian Pulisic, he's the player. So we're going to talk all about him. We're going to talk about how uh, the Premier League is starting to catch on in America and why all that on Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Podcasting from Chicago, an OPI production for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Lasano and Friends. On the next Los Animal Friends, join me and my friends as we talk about wrestling, movies, squirrels on water skis, lots of Star Wars, late night taco runs, lots of Star Wars, bodies in freezers. That's next time on Los Animal Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we sit down and have a wide-ranging talk with author, journalist, and producer Matt Avery. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for part one of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.